Good evening. This is uh, Scuba from Scuba and the Rye and Scuba Studio. Got a special episode for you right here. Uh, not too long ago, uh, my good friend Shadow Mains invited me to join him and three other people to discuss Monster Hunter World and the Monster Hunter video game franchise. It was a lot of fun. These guys are really great to chat with. So I'm going to Send it out to you guys listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you and enjoy. Again, thank you for coming out and doing this. This is fantastic. I've been looking forward to this, you know, since basically everyone agreed to do it. Uh, so I think what we're going to do now is for the people watching this, we're going to go ahead and get started with some introductions. Um, I'm not sure how this is set up on your side. With uh, you know what order it is, and me it starts with camo goes die goes Hurley, then goes scuba. So I think we'll go left to right like that. Um, so go ahead, introduce, tell us who you are, um, and give us your experience in the Monster Hunter series, dealing with like the first game that you started, um, what platforms you play on, your weapon of choice, you know, et cetera, et cetera, things like that. You want me to go first, then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, and start us off. Um, well, I'm camo. Um, I think the well the first time I played Monster Hunter was on the well it was Monster Hunter Four Generations Ultimate. I never really truly got as involved as I have with Monster Hunter World. Um, I wasn't that invested to it uh, compared to how I am with World. Um, and my weapon of choices. Ah, uh, hammer and jewel swords mostly. Is that it, really? Okay, I'm Di Reaver, and I have only just started the series in Monster Hunter World. I say only just, but I was there day one. I did do the alpha, and I thought I was going to go with uh, Insect Glaive, but then our good boy Arex taught me the ways of the Charge Blade, and I've been a Charge Blade main since launch. I will play other other weapons, especially when other people are taunting me to play other weapons, um, much to their delight. But yes, Charge Blade is where it's at for me. And I can't say I've ever played a better game. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I'm Hurley. Um, Monster Hunter World I've known about. I mean, I used to work when it came out. I actually worked in a game store and I was actually with everyone at the store where everyone was going mad about it and going, you need to get into this game. And I've heard about the series, but never actually been, I wouldn't say interested, but just never thought it'd be something that would compel to me. But being a Ferrari streamer myself, I've been looking for a game and I was struggling to find a game that had enough content in it and enough bite and yeah, just something that was new and different. And I'd watched Diet and I've been introduced to Die Reaver as a streamer as well for a good, watching him for a good year at least or more of watching him do Monster Hunter World. And he recommended it to me. And I have to say, since what, seven months ago now, I, from Die introducing me to it, getting me into the game, getting me prepared and told me about Iceborne coming out, since those two months, we grinded all the way through to being ready for Iceborne and I've put what nearly 800 hours into the game and it's my most played game of PlayStation 2019 so as much as I'm a noob to it I have to say I absolutely love the series and I cannot wait for what's to come in the future with Monster Hunter World but yeah I love the series and look forward to what comes next but I'm a complete novice to be honest when it comes to previous series Alrighty, uh let's see first uh attempt at Monster Hunter was uh Monster Hunter on the Wii 
um played that for a little bit trying to get a grasp on the game i felt it was a little little hard to get into and then um my birthday a few years ago a friend of mine gave me monster hunter for 3ds and i got a little for a little bit further with that one so at least the whole concept of the game really caught my interest but i it didn't hold it very well and then monster hunter world came out and I got that at launch. I uh, played uh, Xbox version of uh, Monster Hunter World for years. And uh, not really years, but I got in there, spent several months grinding away, and then kind of got fell into the trap of completionist. I wanted to get a combination of everything. Um, right now, I think the last time I was in there, I was Insect Glaive is my preferred weapon because um, I always tried to be range. I wasn't hadn't really got into the whole in-your-face fighting but uh yeah that was uh that's pretty much it with monster with my thing i i love the the story i love the characters and i love with uh from what i've seen of iceborne the adding in all those extra elements to it and kind of adding more voice vo- uh fully voiced characters because that's something that always kind of got me was the you hear the voice or most of it was dialogue with an occasional grunt or a hi or a hello yeah those are those are definitely the good old days there's this huh <laughs> ahoy you know one one liners they definitely definitely have come a long way since the older games so that is that is something that uh yeah <laughs> all right so next question coming up um what what drew you guys into the Monster Hunter series? Like, what was um, I know a lot of you have just mentioned that you've played some of the older games, but it didn't particularly pull you in at that point. Uh, and then it was as the later games came out that you know that got you drawn into the series. So, what what was it that drew you into the Monster Hunter series? I think what drew me in initially. Well, particularly like world itself, because that was the first main game I was invested in. Was uh, the actual environment, atmosphere, everything that it shown off in the trailers when it was initially announced and stuff. You know, like the landscapes of the ancient forest and how beautiful it looked on consoles at the time. Um, I think going from seeing what it looked like it on a 3DS um, to such a massive overhaul of the overall graphics. And uh, it was just mind-boggling, really. So really, it was just the beauty of the game that kind of drew me in initially. So for me, it was, I don't know, it's... it's... I hate to say, I really hate to say it, but the graphics caught my attention initially, and that is sacrilege for me because I always say functionality first. Um, being a developer, then I that's that's important to me. But I've always been an MMO player, and I've loved leading raids into dungeons, into raids themselves, and dealing with the big bosses. So when I saw a game coming out that had, you know, straight into the big boss fight. And you had more control over yourself rather than just tapping a rotation in MMOs like, you know, 1334, Being able to have full control of your character while taking on that boss straight away was, that was everything I wanted out of games. So that caught my attention straight away. I never really saw previous trails for uh, the previous games. 
So the fact that they actually brought this to the West and made it more Westernized in terms of the graphics, in terms of making it more of a AAA game, um, it caught my notice, and I've never turned back since. It's it's a diamond. Uh, yeah, um, as I said, um, knowing about the series even before Monster Hunter World came out, uh, the game was released, everyone told me like, I was crazy not to get into it. I've watched Die and a few other streamers that have obviously been into it since launch. And yeah, as a streamer, wanting to get into a new game, and it was Die who sat me down on Party Chat and was like, have you actually played it? And I was like, no, actually, after discussing it, I like, and said, oh, I don't think it's for me. Went, well, do you want to try it? And if it wasn't for Die share playing it, which is also a great feature of obviously console with like PlayStation being able to share play, the PlayStation was a great thing. And I think, I think Die have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I might have spent three hours on share play, and you're only allowed to do an hour at a time. So Die kindly kept restarting the share play session and made an extra save for me to experience it. But since I got got with my first weapon which was switch axe haven't turned back since absolutely love it but that's how i got into monster Hunter world for me I, uh, just the whole concept uh, as you guys all said the, the artwork is amazing on this the story uh being that whole adventure adventure type thing and come and let's be honest who doesn't enjoy seeing uh, different interpretations of dragons and dinosaurs to um, kind of tangle with. And so that's what got me that whole adve adventuring RPG stuff. And the just the, the concept of the story really kind of resonated. And then with worlds, the gameplay, game mechanics, and seemed very easy and intuitive to get into because I felt the uh, older ones... Um, you really, it was really kind of hard. It was a little bit harder to get that mechanic down. But with World, it's like once you got that rhythm going with uh, the weapon, then it's just, it was just hilarity to see how you, even if you just don't quite stick the landing on the first hit, something else will happen and you could just jump right back into it. So. That sounds sounds good. Um, really quick though, guys, which which artwork do you like better? I know you all mentioned like how gorgeous the games look and everything. Which which artwork did you guys like? Do you like the way it looked old school? Where it was bright and colorful, or do you kind of like the the way it looks now, where it's more uh, realistic in a well, in a sense, I guess. I want to say it's the evolution of it for probably the best thing I could say is that evolution of the artwork. Um, Cause when I first saw it, I, I was kind of reminded of the uh, final fantasy X and X two, and that's kind of art palette. And then as it got into world being a lot more realistic looking, but still having a very unique uh, style that feels very kind of organic as opposed to some games where it's like, you question whether or not you actually live in that uh, particular environment. I got you. Anybody else? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I uh, say, uh, I'd agree with what was just said about, and also mentioning what Dai said with Capcom, obviously with the Japanese market. I know Monster Hunter World has obviously been absolutely 
fan crazy and was a very, very big market. Whereas, like I said, with this one coming over to the main consoles, they have really focused on making it like mainstream and not just Monster Hunter veterans, but people like myself that might not know the series and think, oh, that's too of a grindy game or it's too much to get into. You can get into it. You can learn it. It's not, they've like simplified things, made things a lot easier and accessible to other people. And the artwork goes with that as well. Someone mentioned in Final Fantasy, I can definitely see like the level of like AAA game, like with the artwork, the evolution of it. It's more realistic, but it has that refinedness of that realism as well. It's still got that cut. It's still got its own unique feel, same as Final Fantasy. If you look at any Final Fantasy character, you can tell what type of artist has worked on it. Monster Hunter World has that, but it's also gone more realistic with the color tones, which I would actually prefer. I don't like the really bright, overly, what I'd call... I wouldn't call it childish, but it's more kid-centric, in my opinion. It reminds me, again, of like Fortnite today. I hate to mention the game, but that's what it reminds me of. Really bright colours is Fortnite, so it would put me <laughs> off if the monsters were really bright colours. Okay. So, Oops, so from my take on it, I, I'd love the art style as it is now. I think if the art style had still been the same, it might have still got my attention. Um, but the whole, the whole loading... The the fact that the fact that this is seamless and the old ones weren't, I think that has definitely tipped the balance for me. But I like the I like the more realistic art styles, definitely. I do still enjoy, you know, styles like Borderlands, you know, cell shaded and, and other games like that. But more true artwork definitely rings out to me. And I know that it's a bane of a lot of Monster Hunters. I know a lot of you are thinking right now, but the weapons. But but I do like the realistic style. I do wish they still had the designs of the past after having seen a lot of them. But I would like to see realistic interpretations of them rather than them being as... I don't mind them being so bright, just so long as it's bright and it fits with the with the realistic scenario. Um, so kind of like the way Coral Puke Puke might look. Yes, yeah. So, you know, that's fine. You know, Coral Pookie is, is nice and bright. It'd be nice to see weapons like that, but it's not going to look like a cartoon in a realistic world. So I am worried that they're starting to bring in all these other things, you know, like the the meat hammer and the, you know, I mean, the pickaxe is dull, but still, you know, you, you know, this whole theme. I just hope they don't go back to the cartoony way too much. Or if they do, I just hope they bring in, uh, they actually adapt it so that the... I don't know. It's so it's filtered to look realistic. Okay. Um, okay. But that's that's my personal bias, anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. I um, I really liked how the old Monster Hunter games were like very, this like they were very pleasing to the eye, like aesthetically. So like the bright colors, it always drew you in like constantly when you were playing it all the, the the surroundings were all just beautiful to look at but i think i think it's a whole like it's hard to contrast the two because it was never really truly on consoles in the west um so it's hard to kind of compare them both together but well pairing the old older games to the console games to like because they're Two different complete worlds, really, if you think about it. Like, if you think about it on an art level, because one's very, 
obviously cartoony, very bright and vibrant. Whereas if you go into like world, you've got like the dark, nitty gritty, like rotten veil, and and it it truly shows how detailed and just highly just beautiful, but in a nitty gritty way, if you know what I mean. So I think for me personally, I prefer the new style, the way the world looks, obviously being better quality overall because they've been able to do that with the graphics processing and all that. But I still like the aesthetically bright, pleasing colors of the old one. So I think a mix of both either way is pleasing for me, no matter which way I look at it. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. And I think, um, I believe that's kind of what they were may have been going for with like the first and second game as well. Cause I don't think it really started to get that colorful until the, uh, the, the DS game started coming out. But if anybody wants to correct me in the comments, please do, please do. But we're going to move on to the next question now, and that is, what is your favorite thing about Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter World Iceborne? And if you want to compare, you know, compare it to an older game in the series, um, go right ahead and do that as well. Do you mean between the base and Iceborne? Uh, just in general, between the two. So if like, what, like world as a whole, including Iceborne. That's... That's an unexpected and hard question. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll dive in and give the guys time to think about it if they want. Um, in terms of the difference between them, I would say mechanics. Um, the the mechanics that they've actually included in the expansion have completely changed the previous game as well. So it's nice that we had, as long as we did, to play the base version. And then they they completely mix things up. You know, you have your behemoth, you have your ancient lesson, um, where you've got to scramble to put that weapon away quickly to get those flashes out. Otherwise, you are in hot sauce. Um, so yeah, it's now that we can actually use the flash pods um, while still having the weapon out means we don't have to worry too much about quick sheets. So it's it's changed the dynamic of the the importance of the skills that you use as well. Being able to clutch claw damn that's nice that's so nice you know it's, it's special move mechanics which is what i used to program back in the day as well for for other games um so it's nice to see that coming in as well and that it introduces damage it introduces monster control um it's given us way way more control than we had before so they've literally changed the game entirely just with the introduction of some you could say simple mechanics but i know under hood what it took to make make it happen as well so that's one of the beauties of it, but also being able to bring in an entire new biome as well, which gives you a new flavor and a new feel for the game, a new atmosphere. Um, and they change the urgency a bit as well um, with the advent of the Guiding Lands, the new creatures that they involve. And just a simple amount. One thing I say quite a lot, the simple amount of content that they have actually provided in the DLC for the price that they did, I... I think you'll be very hard pressed to find any other game that can can actually offer that much content and that much value for you know for that price. It's 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 amazing. So I think they've they've excelled themselves in the game industry platform. It's they've done an amazing job. They're not it's not just little changes. They've overhauled the whole thing and it's fantastic. 
I think I think the difference well referencing to old games because I think Monster Hunter or Ultimate was the first time they added lateral and well lateral movements didn't they so like you know going up on heights and going above and beyond instead of staying on ground level from what I believe correct me if I'm wrong though but I think so keeping that like changing that in past games and all that kind of stuff is great for moving forward um and the difference like between Monster Hunter World and Iceborne I think the addition to the clutch claw and being able to like combine gen- genuine like general moves from like let's just say the hammer and doing the like the up- upward swing and then being able to transition straight into the clutch claw is like an um, like an incredible feat and when you learn how to like combo correctly and everything without messing up as such is like a huge huge thing for hunters like that play the game and it's just it feels so smooth as well like they've changed like quite a few of the combat like the combos you can do and like the actual movements and adding that in from monster hunter world to iceborne has got to like have taken them for like quite a long time to do because they've got to change how movements work and how certain moves work to actually get the combination to clutch clock to work um and just genuinely it's just pleasing to be able to pull off such incredible things especially when you're using a hammer you can go up in that clutch claw and knock them down. Whereas before you couldn't, if it, the monster was too high, you, you're trying to reach up to the monster's face. Let's just say if you were against the devil Joe or something and trying to reach up to knock it over with a stun. Well, in Iceborne, they've made it more accessible for you to actually obtain that stun with the clutch claw. So to me, it's like a massive improvement. So. Anybody else want to add to that or hop in on that? Um, I haven't played Iceborne, so I've only the, all I've done is seen from what uh, some of the media releases for it, commercials, and then some of the gameplay from you guys. Um, for me, it's more of the original Monster Hunter World, and I, just that whole thing I like the most is just how you can go into the same area of the map so many times and get an almost different result each time. Granted, yes, some of the, some of the tra- trails and tracks are the, are the same, but just that whole, the fact that you could go about it in so many different ways really kind of stands out to me on that. And um, that whole, it blends that open world aspect whereas a lot of other ones are adventure RPGs that seem to have rails that you have to travel on. It kind of reminds me of, uh, again, Final Fantasy uh, 15, how open that was to sit there and explore and go through the various combos 
with the different weapons. Yeah, there's basically the whole foundation of Monster Hunter World and Iceborne, the DLC, everything they've done with this release compared to the other games, they really have, as Amit Dyer said, like with the AAA attitude, and like others have said tonight, with the, like, they've really stepped it up. The foundations they've laid for this game in every area of what a gamer wants from a video game, value for money, for content, you cannot, I agree with, Everyone today in here but would say you can't get a game that gives you that amount of content. Like, If anything, at times, especially with the Iceborne DLC, I actually think they might be losing money maybe or not, not making a lot because for the amount of updates we're getting, I think we're on update three with the variants that are coming out shortly. So that's like insane. But everything they've done from letting new players join and making it simpler for new people to get into it, leveling being a little bit more simpler than compared to the old games, and that's only basing it on from what I've heard from more veteran hunters. They've always said to me that some of the systems were a little bit more complex, and maybe not for everyone that is into Monster Hunter World. So what they've done is they've just done everything all around. The graphics are amazing, the gameplay. You can 12 different weapon choices as... As we know, you can go hunt a monster one way, you can go back in and hunt it a completely different way. And also, the fact you've got multiplayer, your pals, open lobbies, siege, big sieges that you can do as well. It just ticks all the boxes. Like, if you want an all-round game that has everything, but you can go play with your friends, go play solo, do the story, grind till you've got everything and it takes ages to do. It's got everything to please any gamer you can pick it up you can play it chill and do a little bit a day you can grind it for for hours till end it pleases everyone it, it's an all-round if i was gonna if i was going to review it based on monster hunter world today and the iceborne dlc together whether it's playstation xbox or pc no matter what format i'd give it a solid nine out of ten possibly because i'm biased a ten out of ten but i'd give it a solid nine out of ten and say that is a massive shout to what game has really set foundations going forward very well for next generation because I can't wait to see what they I would I would 100% agree with the giving it a 9, giving it a 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> this game has basically kept me hooked since it came out like two years ago so I, I can 100% agree with that. Uh, another thing that I can also agree with is you know the improvements that they've made um, especially with some of the, I don't, I don't know how often you guys talk with some veteran hunters, but having played, uh, you know, four ultimate, you know, just that four year difference. Well, I guess it was what a three year difference from when four ultimate released back in 2015 to when they released monster hunter world, just that change in the main, the main title games was just massively huge. And I, I agree that they did a fantastic job. Um, and like Hurley said, I'm also excited to see what the future holds. Speaking of what the future holds, though, thank you for that uh, that little segue there, Hurley. <laughs> um, what what is something that you guys would like to see in a future Monster Hunter title? Be it a new mechanic, be it a improvement to a current mechanic, um, a brand new monster, brand new weapons. Uh, what what is something that you guys would like to see? Do you want me to jump in on that one? Okay, yeah, so go right ahead. In term, so in terms of what we would like to see in the future from Capcom, um, I mean, this kind of actually just 
brings in the point I was about to say um, in chat just there as well. So with what they've done, they've they've now branched themselves out. They've they've covered new technology and they've now pushed into the PC market. They've got it on the current consoles and they are everywhere now. So, of course, the natural thing which we would like to see, and uh, if Capcom and especially Soxy Bear, if you are listening in, I am sorry because we've had this conversation before, but crossplay, we would love to see crossplay in the future because they are, they've, they've invested a lot of time now, a lot of hours into development on all these platforms, which means they now have a familiarity with it, which is what they didn't particularly have before. So as a company, they have opened their horizons and they have allowed themselves to enter a new kind of era for their franchise for their series so going forward it would be nice to see some kind of collaboration before them especially the way the games industry is currently going um that's on a general company-wide perspective but if i take a more insular perspective from inside the game itself then of course what i would love to see is it opening up a bit more in terms of group size and things i want to see it push towards an mmo without becoming the full mmo that we're all used to you know we don't want it to turn into like a, a lord of the rings um world of warcraft those kind of things but we want to see it edge towards that direction it still needs to keep its own identity because the issue is is that if they push too far towards the mmos then they are dealing with resources a lot more and that means they need to scale back the game from what it currently is because the more the more networks the more network entities that you have in the game, there's more data that needs to be pushed, which means other areas scale back. But I would like to see um, bigger hunts. If we can have a 16-man lobby, give us a 16-man hunt. Give us a massive, massive creature that we can all focus on different parts, like we do with Safi, but on a bigger scale. You know, Think like Zora Magdaros. Give us those kind of encounters where we have a proper raid feeling. We literally go in, in there with the entire lobby, not as four groups of four. Give us one fight. That's what I want to see. I want to see it expand to that point where you can include everybody in the lobby, not just a few people. So people aren't always fighting to get a, you know, a game with you. You can in one go game with everybody. Um, but yeah, we still want to keep the scalability in terms of the difficulty scaling as we go into the different size encounters. And we still want to keep the whole kind of dungeon concept in terms of our little groups of four going on hunts. So scalability is what we want to see, or at least I want to see. Um, as well as you know, integration between the different platforms. I could go on and on, but I'm gonna hold it there. Let somebody else speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who who wants to go next? Future future Monster Hunter titles, which you'd like to see? Oh, we got no volunteers. Oof. Oh, oh, go on then, go on then. Crossplay. What did I say? Crossplay, bigger parties, bigger sieges, and, and in general, what did I said, definitely scalability. And just keep doing what you're doing. Like, don't change. And that's another thing. Like I said, like what they're doing is great. And if they can scale what they do, don't be yeah. Don't be. Don't have your head swayed. I guess Capcom and don't follow what other companies are doing. By like, I know they do. They do a lot. Like the amount of content we get. Don't start going right. We're going to give you some of the content, but then we're going to charge you for this DLC. I admit, if it's if it's that amount of content, we probably would still pay for it. But I guarantee your community will stay more loyal, and we will be there 
throughout the whole of it hooked. And I just hope this dynamic does keep on and they manage to keep on doing it and affording to do what they do. But yeah, um, maybe more weapons, um, as in like even more weapon trees, obviously, as I said, with scalability, if it gets more scaled up, then I'd like to see countless more weapon trees if possible. I'm not going to lie. Like, there is a lot, and obviously there's 12 weapons, but I still think they could open up that more bring extra ones back and i want to see when it says world like it's called monster hunter world i want there to be like hundreds of monsters even with iceborne i still feel that there's still not enough monsters i'm like i want all of the monsters so all when all monsters. you've got all your previous games yeah well you've got you've played the previous games i don't know half of the lore of the monsters we don't have but i want all of the elder dragons i want all of the you know top big four whatever they're called i want all of them in one game why so, not and especially with the power of next gen i think now's the time to do it so you kind of want a game that's similar to how generations ultimate approaches it with um they just kind of throw a ton of monsters at you and just let you go wild right oh yeah we're still with everything else we've got with world though that i know it's a bit i know that i probably are um, Die being a developer, he's pretty saying, God blimey, that's a nasty task you're giving them with that kind of work. But I mean, even if it took five years, I'm not going to lie, I'd wait. Like they said to me, you're going to get this, but it's going to be Monster Hunter World Quality. I'd be like, cool, take your time. Like, no rush. I want to play it, but do it right. And I'll look forward to it. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's because I'm greedy. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm greedy, pal. <laughs> Give me uh... all of the monsters. <laughs> there's no worries on being greedy there i definitely know a few people who agree with you that they should have a lot more monsters in this game um 100 agree i, I mean the, the point that i forgot to make was that i've been saying this banging on about this for the, from the start everybody keeps coming up from the previous game saying oh you sh should have fought this monster you should have seen this i want give me them i want them <laughs> you know we need we need a we need the next iteration or if it's not the next iteration then the iteration after we need a monster to galaxy or whatever i was hoping yeah because they called it world it was going to be this but they said they're going to stop going so far i i imagine that's because they want to change the engine a bit going into the new um you know the new consoles and everything but we need it at some point so when they are happy and familiar with how they've got all the platforms integrated and especially if they can actually get them um you know working together giving us cross play that's the time that they then need to change their focus and be like right okay We've made all these monsters. We've created this in dynamic, incredible world full of lore. Now's the time. Now we make the game. We bring all the monsters in, new and old, get them all in one game, and then that's that's their baby. That's the persistent world that we can then carry on focusing on. That would be that would actually be amazing. Press the button. Press let the button. Us play. <laughs> <laughs> that's what right. this guy means. He's like they're ready to let us play now. Like yay, give us the game. <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely go with that. Um, if the the cross the, the cross play and then adding in, um, I was just thinking about this because the, the question I asked is, and I'll put I'll pull one out for you guys. Have you seen any of the monsters that do not have a reptilian theme to them? No, well, I've seen like insect ones. Like there's like a is it sil 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 or something? That you, got has, the, like, uh, you got the you got the celtus. You got the celtus, and you got yeah. Oh, the crabs or the um, hermitars. Yeah. Give me them. Oh, but that that would be something I'd like to see. I'd like to see something that doesn't have a some more monsters, some more things you can hunt that don't have an overly reptilian theme to it. 
something a little bit more, little maybe a little bit more mammalian to kind of change things up a little bit. Because I think even the ones that at first glance are mammalian, they have a they have a distinct uh, reptilian feature to them. Okay. Yeah, there there were definitely um, a lot more mammalian insect monsters that were in past titles. So I think seeing a lot of those guys being brought up in the future is something I could definitely agree with too. I was kind of hoping Iceborne would bring some insect monsters, but... Oh, Wait till you meet Monkey Boy and Iceborne, bro. You'll, you'll be, <laughs> you, won't be, you won't be saying that then when you're like, give us more monsters, but don't fall like reptilians. Okay. <laughs> Just oh, wait till you know, you're know, game, uh, it's supposed to be a world and a world is not one type of thing. So if you get expanded to, for more areas to explore, or even up and bringing in um, the previous places that were in the other games, only let the t- passage of time from the games kind of progress through and see what changes have happened in the world. It's because the new world hasn't had the comet that wipes out all the dinosaurs yet. That's their excuse. <laughs> That's their excuse. That can't happen. No, 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 no. Because then we won't get the we won't get the old ones in the in the future. You know, versions there can't be a comet. No, no, that's illegal. <laughs> That's uh, what we're going to do. We won't make any more new monsters because guess what? There was a comet and they're all dead. Like, Damn no. it, guys! No. Now they're all tadpoles. Now they're all tadpoles. Yeah. Uh, Camo, did you have anything you want to add? Um, I I never got to like play it myself, but I actually really want them from reading about it. I really want them to bring back underwater fights again. Yes. Um, from what I've like that from was a videos. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing. They um from videos I've seen. Never actually played it myself, so I don't know what the fights themselves are like. But after seeing in the game itself and being able to like fight monsters underwater is like seems like a just a massive feat within itself um i think the main points i'd like to see go into the next generation of monster hunter as a franchise would be uh i want to see the, the cross play like everyone else has mentioned but then i want it the world itself to feel more seamless so obviously at the moment you've got you fly to the ancient forest or the hoarfrost or you fly to all these specific areas but i'd actually like to see them all interlinked so if you so it was basically an mmo world like an open world as such quotations obviously because it's a bit tricky um so, so you want something that would be more like the guiding lens, but much bigger. Yeah, but like in a, in a bigger platform, so that it's uh, like this, like the actual sizes of each area is perfect. Like they're fine, but I think a more tr- easier transitional like feature of traveling from one to the other and being able to accept quests. So it's like going on a on the um, expedition. Right, right. I could literally go to, like, start the expedition in, like, ancient forest and end up on the other side of the world in the Hoarfrost on, like, the mountainscapes. And so it just seems a bit more open rather than having to fly to one destination, complete the quest, go back. I could literally just go on this expedition, start in the ancient forest, speak to the handler or whoever is doing, giving out the missions at that time, 
and then instead of having to fly back to X area, I could literally just pick up another quest straight away and then move on through the map so that I didn't have to keep flying back to the hub or whatever to transition into the next story mission or the next optional mission or yeah and just uh expand a bit more on the monsters in general so yeah that's my biggest takeaway from what i'd like to see in the next monster hunter iteration okay all right i will say that uh it's interesting you did bring up water combat um i know a lot of veteran people who definitely don't like that uh i i think the biggest issue that water combat had when it was introduced in three was the fact that it was just very clunky on the ds but it's it's one of the things that i've also felt could probably work on a modern day console pretty well i think the ssd as well would help with what you just said as well camo about um like seamless like what you're asking for is like an a true open world Whereas instead of going from one loading screen to then flying to another destination then starting in another loaded area, it's more seamless. And I think with their SSD being more used with gaming and loading times, we are going to start seeing developers becoming a lot more creative and anything that we do have sitting in a screen loading like that, they are going to obviously be more creative or make that transition seem completely effortless. So the gamer doesn't feel like they're sitting there waiting. It's going to feel more interactive and more in the game 24-7. So I, I think hopefully we'll be getting that. I don't really agree on the point that it's SSD-based. Of course, SSD makes it um, better on the loads. It's more down to like map design. So when you have large games like Skyrim, for example, they work on a grid-based system. Uh, they work on, uh, I say, oct oct trees. Not many people are going to know what I'm talking about. Um, but basically you have everything loaded in the, in the grid that you're currently in and then you load in the the minimal assets in terms of like uh, geometry terrain for the tiles that are next to you um some dynamic uh, dynamic entities as well but as you traverse around it's constantly streaming in in and out assets so that's how these big tile games work and if you don't have it in that sense, then you start to look towards games like um, one game that uh, shows it quite well is like Destiny. Um, you have your large rooms and what I call pipes. So you have your tunnels, which go from one large area to another. And as you're traveling through those pipes, that's when levels are loaded in and loaded out accordingly to actually make it look seamless. Um, so to achieve that with Monster Hunter World in the way they've designed it, the the proximity of, if you think about like the um, Astera and the Ancient Forest and everything like that, they are pretty damn close to each other. So loading in assets are going to be pretty tough. So they would need to make the map design more sparse, more spread out, and then they would be able to have that kind of system. They could actually go e either to the pipes in the rooms, or they could go to the um, the tile-based system. Um, tile-based system does sometimes have some problem with verticality as well. So it's not to say that you can't create a hybrid of these systems, um, but it is a massive technical challenge. And to while we're talking development as well, if we talk about the uh, the underwater. Um, 
you're probably right in what you're saying in terms of the the technical limitations on I think it was the DS that you mentioned, but with more power behind it in terms of the main consoles and the PC, it is certainly achievable. Um, but we also have to consider that you are doubling the size of the games in terms of assets. You know, think about all the different moves and all the different weapons you have. They would all need um, different animations entirely in one respect, if it's not done efficiently, I would say. But you could also you can also blend animations together. So you could potentially still have the same um, animation for the top half of your character, but the legs are animated differently, so they're blended together differently. So which means you can cut down on the amount of animations. Um, but you're also going to need to um, put in, I suppose, other, other effects on it to make sure that you have the same animations playing that you would on land, but you're actually slowing them down because they're in water as well. So it is achievable, but it's massively, massively doubling, tripling the workload. Um, so yes, I would like to see it as well, um, but we all need to acknowledge that it's going to take a hell of a lot of effort to get those things going as well. Oh, yeah. actually. Oh, oh. Go ahead. Squeeze in one little idea because I before I forget it. So when you were talking about um going from one area, starting in one area and going to the other as well, uh, of course we have that in the guiding lands that they've, they've tried to introduce that, but on a small scale, obviously it's quite small. Um it would be nice to see that on a large scale, as you're saying. But that gave me an idea. Can you imagine fighting in one area? Say you start fighting in the ancient forest or something, or let's say wild spire because there's more open sky, and then another creature comes in that's not basil, but bloody big, flying comes in, starts fighting you, it literally scoops you up, and then it flies across to the side of the world. So then you're in Horfrost Reach, and that's when you've done enough damage to the inside of the monster so it, it spits you out, and now you're in Horfrost Reach. There you go. Capcom, you can have that idea for free. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think fighting monsters between different maps would be a ton of fun, but uh, there's definitely some logistical issues that would uh, definitely need to be worked out for something like that. Um, but we're going to move on to the very next question or very next topic, which we're going to limit the hardware a bit. Okay. We're going to limit it down. So would you guys purchase a handheld version of the game? And if you would purchase a handheld, what kind of stuff would you want to see on that version? So think like buying a monster hunter game that was specifically made for like the Nintendo switch. Ooh. uh to jump in on quickly on that one for myself no um only reason i say no is because i don't tend to play handheld games and if i'm not on my computer then i'm doing other stuff so i don't generally have time to play handheld games so for me it's a quick one no fortunately i wouldn't okay that's fair enough uh camo hurley scuba um i tried the handheld thing and it couldn't the uh, and I couldn't kind of get in there because of the screen size, screen limitation. What I've noticed, especially with Monster Hunter World, is is like there is the lar a larger screen you can see. There's definitely a lot more you can interact with. Tightening it down to a small screen to um to me was really really hard to deal with because they tried to ex they tried to have as much detail on a big screen on a small screen and it didn't work for me. So if you were gonna try and do it on a handheld, you'd have, you'd have to kind of take it down to a lot more focus um and you, which at that point you're sacrificing some of the uh, broader world that uh world texturing and uh imagery um but at so definitely wouldn't do it a hand definitely probably wouldn't do a handheld unless they like totally changed up how you interacted with the game 
Okay, okay. Uh, Hurley, Kim, you guys got anything? I don't really do handheld, and that's mainly because I say I'm normally at home playing games and stuff, and like, if I do stuff like that, be on like console or PC mainly, but would I play it? I, I suppose if I was, say, if I was stuck out somewhere, if I was on like pens, it would be something I'd pick up and play, but I don't know whether I could say I'd dedicate myself to a handheld version. It would have to be very... I wouldn't say basic because then I'm going to be bored of it. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got it's got to have it's the attitude like the difference between Battlefield and Call of Duty players. What's the difference? Call of Duty you can pick up, and depending on what mode you want to play, you can literally turn it on, throw yourself in a game, play one game for ten minutes, turn it off, go off, go do something else for an hour to come back, turn it back on, do the same thing. If you do that on Battlefield, the amount of time it takes to load in choose a map, load into the server, and then most game modes are a good half hour to 40 minutes. So you are stuck for 40 minutes if you want to gain any experience because you've got to stay for the whole game or you lose it. So there's no point joining it otherwise. So it's that excuse. So that's what I mean. Like With a handheld, I want to feel like if I am only just playing it here and there, I'm still progressing, but I don't feel like I have to go, oh, no, I haven't played my handheld version for ages. Quick, get on that grind. Considering obviously you've got Monster Hunter World, the main version, which is one hell of amount of content as it is. So yeah, I'd have to say I probably wouldn't. It was literally a carbon copy of Monster Hunter World on a handheld. Then I I wouldn't be able to cope. I'm not even gonna lie. That's my excuse. <laughs> I couldn't cope with that amount of content on handheld and console. I can't. Right, that. right. Well, I definitely don't think it would be a a literal carbon copy of World because the the handheld is definitely limited in terms of hardware and what it's able to achieve. But um, uh, Camo, do you, you got anything? Oh yeah, I think it'd be really interesting actually, especially with how the Switch works. Obviously being able to take it on the go and then being able to just, so you're outside, you're out for a couple of hours and you get home and you're like, you know what, I really want to pick it up again. And instead of just going straight to handheld, you can pop it in the, in the little port and play it on the big screen. So I think that's like a, a massive improvement to how it would have been if it was we were talking like a 3DS or something on the on the lines of that. I think it I think they could upscale the graphics obviously from how it was to the 3DS and all that kind of stuff. And thinking about it, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate was massive. Like the amount of monsters that were in it, uh the world itself, like for a handheld game, it was actually really large. Um, and I think, obviously, they'd toned down the graphics and all that kind of stuff, but I 100% pick up a handheld Monster Hunter again because I think it was because I never really truly got into the handheld versions. Um, so being able, being able to play a more up-to-date handheld version of a Monster Hunter game would be great really it'd be great because it's it's great having being able to play monster hunter when you're sitting at home or on your console or something like that but having the ability to play it like uh, out and about and then jump on when you get home and it just it's uh it'd be great really so I'd definitely 100% pick it up if, it, if a Monster Hunter game came to a handheld version or console, should I say. 
Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. All right. I think uh, me personally, I'm holding out for more games like Monster Hunter Stories on handheld. To be honest with you. <laughs> I got one for you. How yep, about no. instead of a handheld, what about a what about VR platform? If there's one already there, would you play Monster Hunter World in a VR platform like on an Oc- Oculus? Absolutely. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so there's our, there, there, there's our handheld handheld mobile moment. <laughs> if, if I could afford the platform, of course. Um, just just yeah, one. While you guys have been talking about that as well, I was thinking, what would actually make me play it on um, on a mobile? So the uh, I think two points. I think two. I might, might might end up being three. But one being if it was tied to the same database. So if you are playing World or the next iteration of it, and they create it on a mobile with a stripped down version, but it shares the same database, then if I was out and about, then it would be nice because I could just do a little bit of extra grinding. But again, the issue is the uh, the length the time you put in on the hunts you know if i'm just traveling around if i'm on a train or something like that i may not have like 40 minutes to sit there and do an entire hunt and i have heard that in previous games you used to be able to play the palico now i don't know all the details about that but if you could have it linked to your data linked to the same database um so you can add to your progress then what it would be nice to see is to actually hunt as your palico but on like mini hunts so Imagine that we're not fighting, you know, like the Great Jagras, we're not fighting Kushala. Think about the the actual just standard Jagras, the um the Shamos, you know, things like this. Imagine fighting like an elite version of one of them that can fit in like a, anywhere from like a 10 minute to say 10 to 15 minute window. Then you could potentially go out and do that and then turn it off and then carry on and doing whatever you're doing. Come back in on your system. You've now got materials for the for the little creatures as well. I'm not going to lie. I actually really love that idea. And that is the first time I've ever heard somebody bring, you know, bring it up in a sense that um, make it its own separate game, but have it as an interaction with the main game. So that's actually a fantastic idea. I was going to say, yeah, with the experience or the stuff you collect from your Palico's missions, could that then perhaps be useful to you in your main game back home? Because then I would definitely have more incentive when out to find time when I'm out to go, oh, whilst I'm out, I might as well play a bit of Monster Hunter Palico. Yeah. But, I yeah, think a I'm, lot of that, I think the concept of that, te- of that has already been out in, in other, in other, for other games, having a companion type app or whatnot, even if it was something you could download on a mobile device instead of like a dedicated handheld. Um, with other games, they've had some, I want to say that they've had some time of, uh, tech that did that so it probably wouldn't be too unfeasible and i'm sure it'd be a marketing success if all of a sudden if you're that person it's like okay you want to do that two-hour hunt for whatever big bad but you want to prepare for it and you've got a two-hour commute on a mass transit then that's a good way to burn that time yeah, I think uh, with with you mentioning that the only ones that are coming to mind are things like assassin uh, some of the assassin's creed games they had I think it was like Brotherhood or something, where on the tablet you could have that, and you could send off your uh, send off your troops to go and do these little uh, missions. You didn't actually do the mission itself; it's it's just you know UI based. But you know you send them off a few hours later, they they come back, they either passed or failed, and you have more materials. So they have that. Yeah, things like that have existed before as well. Yeah, basically, I've had it. You could train your dog. You could train your dog on the app, and then if you load into GTA Five, the character's dog is like super trained. So it saves you doing it in game. So if you want to do it offline, like away from your console. 
So basically, it's just like a like as if you took the cell, uh, the tail rider safaris and like put it into a separate ver- like part of its own. So if you sent out a tail rider safari, you could jump in as the palico, but on a smaller scale. So instead of going sending your palicos out to like hunt a legiana or getting the materials for a legiana, you'd actually send it out and do it yourself, but on a smaller scale. For like the small monsters like the Jagras and Shamos and kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, that yeah. that that's the that you know, I didn't actually think about it being the Palico, uh, the Tail Rider things, but yeah, that could work because you could actually you could send them out and then if you don't have the time to jump on, you know, you're on the train, somebody's talking to you or something, you don't have the time, at least at least they're still gonna get it done. Just yeah. they might they might get like yeah, um, just ones if you do one it. rewards, but if you actually have the time to jump in and do the hunt yourself, you maybe get like a one point five multiplier on the reward or something like that. Yeah, or I mean, it I doesn't like even that. have to be doesn't even have to be like through tail riders. Like Generations Ultimate had the uh, had the ability to where you could play as a palico, and then they had their own separate quests that you could go and do as well. Yeah. So um, it could be it could be so even set up weird. like that. Yeah, I just I like that idea as a whole. That Why sounds that fantastic. Com, if you're watching this, we've just given you a golden ticket. Take it. Take it, I'm please. I'm a developer for a reason, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to be moving on to our next question, which was kind of a tie-in with one earlier. And Diet, it was kind of one that you um, you talked about when you were talking about like uh, Capcom success and everything like that. But it, what are what, what's your guys' view on the future of the franchise and how it would affect... Um, maybe affect Capcom's decisions going forward with maybe how it's like marketed or uh, the kinds of platforms that it would appear on, et cetera. Well, are they going to run out of money with the amount of content they give out for free, but please don't stop changing <laughs> that. You can't afford it. As I said, put it great. Keep doing it. Cause we love you for it. But yeah, that dynamic, whether they can keep thriving on that, I mean, Resident Evil remakes are doing fantastic. I know April, I will be purchasing Nemesis, and I'm sure that will help them again. But I don't know if that's the kind of money that feeds Monster Hunter World. I don't know how much money Monster Hunter World makes them. But in the future, a prospect of this, just keep doing what they're doing. I can't really see. Well, I can definitely say off of their uh, their last sales numbers that Monster Hunter World say. has been like their, their cash cow the past couple of years. I was about to say, it is their that's best selling game ever. That's good to know. So, what is it like? What, what was it? It was a ridiculous number. Uh, 7.5 million copies. Um, I think it was that like was, 14 was million yeah, for was, base game and then four yeah. and some change for Iceborne itself. So, that just shows you how much of a massive reception World got, especially like with it being introduced in the West. So, I think, I think. This was kind of like their starting point to kind of spread Monster Hunter mainstream into the West. 58 million it. units as yeah. of 2019, the base game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the this is where the game their, their eyes should be opening now and like glistering. Um, so they've managed to introduce it and firmly get a nice foothold in the main platform industry and i mean i don't know how many employees they have and how many are going to be in on the revenue that's coming in from this but i would say they could either stick the way they've got and carry on the way they're going and use the money in ways that can i don't know 
progress the technology in some way, or they can actually splash the money out and actually hire more people in and, and get another game out quicker. But the nice thing now is that they are in a power position. They know they've got a product that is going to be selling very, very well. They now know they have access to extra markets, and they now know that they are... Uh, how do I say this? Um, they are learning. They are learning new technologies and becoming familiar with it, which means that it opens more doors. So they're, they're literally now stood in a corridor with doors coming off left and right all over the place, and they can do whatever the hell they want. And the nice thing is that no matter which door they go through, it's going to be great for the community of Monsanto no matter what. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what's coming. And I do hope that includes crossplay, Soxybet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or <laughs> you're if you're listening to this too. They need they definitely need to look after this because yeah, I didn't realise how well Monster Hunter the World sold in comparison. Even Resident Evil, like, I love Resident Evil. Damn Capcom, you got yeah. a baby right here. Don't yeah. kill it. Keep going. Nurture that baby, man. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was both their highest selling and Holy fastest crap. selling game. Um, so it, it broke, it broke like every figures. Capcom record. It was nice. Uh, well, uh, Scuba, you got anything you'd like to add? Um, not really. I mean, it's 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 amazing how this is going. I'm just listening to you guys talking about it, and I'm kind of just scrolling through because I haven't picked up Iceborne yet, and I'm just looking at all the stuff with it. So I don't know. I I think it's great. I think it's great that it's got the longevity so far because you figure it was some. They figured it might have been a flash in the pan, but this one, it's like, I mean, come on, how many other games have like The Witcher uh, as a DLC pack? And it's like totally different developer studios so now we just need final fantasy 7 stuff oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just what we need a buster blade on a hunt on a hunt yes yes <laughs> i've done awesome. news long sod but give me sephiroth's matsumuni blade yes please oh. thank you thank you Job done. 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 <laughs> you said you wanted. You said you wanted new weapons as well. Bring in not just Final Fantasy VII but the others, and give us a gun blade. You know, yes, we've got the gun lance. Give us. Ah, Scorpion's gun blade. How cool would that be? Ah, <laughs> oh. oh no, I'd pay for that. Hey, Capcom, I'd actually pay for that. I'd actually pay for that DLC. <laughs> not even joking. Have my money now. Take my cash now. Take my money now. <laughs> Take it. You have my wallet. I think what Capcom kind of need to do as well, just on like a, another point, is with the success of World, obviously with it selling so well, it's brought in huge amount of people that it's going to be like the first time they've ever played a Monster Hunter. But then I think they need to listen to the veterans of the game. I'm not saying they don't now, but I'm saying that obviously the newer players and haven't experienced as much as the veterans so i'm just hoping with the how well this game has sold in the west and how so many new players have picked it up i'm just hoping with with that they can transition and kind of move forward but with keeping how the veterans of the game see it so then it doesn't go on a downfall for them so it doesn't become more like ever casual hunting game obviously i don't think it will because that's just not monster hunter style 
But I just hope they carry on listening to how veteran players of the series and yeah, just basically just listen to what the community as a whole want to see, but not like too much where they're just bending their will to the community kind of thing. So it's kind of like I want them to keep a good balance of progressing in their way, but at the same time keeping what the community would like to see. So it's kind of a good balance. I wouldn't want them to do one or the other. You know what I mean? I, I entirely agree with that. And I think that's a very important point as well. They do need to cater for both audiences because they need to bring in the new blood as well as cater to the old blood. Um, so yeah, 100% agree on that one. But they do need to, they do need the balance. And that's where a lot of scalability comes in in terms of difficulty and, and the content. You know, um, the nice thing is having the hunter ranks and the master rank to try and lock people behind um, certain difficulty levels. So that's great. And I think that's where the the advanced way of playing should certainly come in, but they still need to have that nice early entry for the people that <coughs> don't Can't dig a fashion on in. So yeah, then they're definitely to, uh, catered to both ends of the spectrum there. And the, one of the best things about the way they've created their, um, their skill, the skills and the stats in the game is definitely through the not having the stats on the actual player itself and having on the armor because that means you can actually just split you know one at one point you can be doing that end level content next minute you can put on some low level gear and go and help your friends that are just starting out in the game without ruining their experience for them and i think that's one of capcom's geniuses so thank you die yeah no not a problem i was just saying i wanted to agree i didn't want to interject too much no no it's fine. Um, but that's, all, that's all really I had to say on the matter. I just want them to keep a good balance of how they construct the next game as such if they make the next game moving forward, obviously. Okay, yeah. I think that's something that I could 100% agree with. Basically, what we were saying, Capcom, is we love you. Please please keep this team rolling. <laughs> Give right. me more give me more all right so we're, we're coming into the the final the final question here um and this is one that i i think that uh i think it'd be fun to ask because you never know what games people have played and which ones they won't or which ones they haven't but um out of every monster hunter game title that has been out excluding uh frontier and monster hunter online since those two no longer exist um which older titles would you want to go back and give a shot and try to play We'll go left to right. We'll start with camo, and we'll work our way down. Um, I really want to give Quill Ultimate a real hard dig in this time, because obviously before it was more of a casual play. I'd pick it up when I felt like it kind of thing. So I really want to jump right into that and go right into the deep end and carry on with it, rather than just pick it up every now and again. Um, and what was the what was the PSP one? Uh, which one? <laughs> oh, they're numerous. Okay. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. Dose was on PSP, and I believe the G rank version of Dose was also on PSP. There was one on PSP. I can't think of its name, but I would like to try that. I, I want I think for me, I think I just really want to try the more handheld ones and try and get into them as seriously as I have with World kind of okay. experience what 
the veterans of the series have, kind of get an understanding of the older games compared to World itself. Okay, yeah, I definitely think that's a, that's a fair enough thing to want to do. Um, there's definitely a lot of monsters that have been in the past games that they you know haven't brought up to some of the newer games. So I think that's that would be a fun way of going back and learning about what the suit you know what 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 kept the series going. I think that would definitely be a fun way of doing it. Um, Diarrhea, it is your turn. It's a hard one for me to answer because I've not actually looked into the old ones, I've got to admit. I, I get told a lot about the features from them, the mechanics, the items. Uh, you know, the veterans are always bringing it up because of how much they love the series. Um, but I've got to say, when I look back and I, I see some of the games, you know, I'll see the fights and I'll think, oh, that's looking good. I want to get in that. But then the issue for me is the the lack of the seamless um, areas. So when the monster escapes and goes to a different area and then you load into the next area, even if it's a short load time, it's it's that break. I don't think I could actually go back and play them because of that. If they re-release them, um, and kept them the same apart from taking out the scene, uh, taking out the loading. If they actually managed to meld the areas together, so you could actually transition from area to area like you can in Monster Hunter World, I might go back and play them. If, I, of course, I had the platform as well, or if they if I could, if they did it so that it was emulated on a PlayStation or a PC, whatever. But as it stands now. I feel like I don't have any incentive to actually go back and play them um, because that would just be a frustration for me, not just as a gamer, but also as a developer. Um, it would it would frustrate me a lot. All right. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, Hurley, you're next. Um, just put it in the text chat, but yeah, um, Basically, all I want is Palaka, Water Hunt, and more monsters. But I'm with Diet. I don't want to go back to have to do that. Give me it in world. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say it. Capcom, I'm so sorry. I'm fat, hungry gamer, and I love content, and I want to eat it all, okay? Give me all <laughs> of my cake. I want Palaka Hunt, Underwater Hunt, and more monsters in world. But I don't want to have to go back and buy your previous games. I don't. I want it all in the package of world. I'm re- and that sounds bad. And I, I don't want to be disrespectful to the law of it because obviously without the other games and transitions of all the different games, we wouldn't be here discussing world today. So I'm obviously appreciative of those and everything else. But with everything I'm used to, and even now, like when me and Di have been hunting in the last few, like, few months in Iceborne, you start to forget how quickly you get used to new mechanics because it was only until Di, me and Di were talking about a hunt and he was like, well, imagine doing this without iceborne mechanics. And I was like, what? And Di turned around <laughs> and he went, well, you wouldn't have a clutch crawl. And I was like, oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Cool. We used to hunt things about like wounding them and stuff. I was like, cool, yeah, that sucked. Like, that was not fun now you mentioned that. Like the idea of going backwards and saying to me, you can't do this move and this move's not in the game. I would feel really limited and I'd be like, come on, man, did I really enjoy doing that about that? Like, wow. So it is, it's sort of that whole one. You don't know what you've got. You know, if you, you, you're not missing it, if you ain't got it, but now that I know I'm missing it, I'm like, <clears throat> where is it in the game? Like I, I want it back. So it's one of those <laughs> things. Like, I don't want to go back in that respect to find out what they're like. I'm on, I'd say I'm happy for them to, or I'm happy to wait for them to develop it and bring it in the form of world 
and would appreciate it a lot more respecting it from where it's come from than going back and finding a way to play it now plus time constraint as well i failed with you padawan you can't say that it sucked it was great it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go back to those mechanics. I'd still play without the iceball mechanics, but then I'd still want them back to then do Oh, no, I didn't mean sucks as in that way, but you know what I mean? I like, when you get used to the hunt, like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Yeah, that was well, like, if you think about the hunts we do now, I'm like, I wouldn't want to do that without wounding. Like, the amount, it's because I rely on it. I'm not going to lie. It's because you get used to certain mechanics. I'm like, come on, man. I clutch claw all the time. Like, oh. So it's just that whole, you know, once you get used to something, you do, you you start to, re, um, what's the word? <laughs> Familiarize. You take it, for, take it for granted, I suppose, but not. It's not like you do take it for granted, but it's like you forget, you know, you didn't have that before. And it's like, oh, yeah, crap. We used to do that without, without that before. So, yeah, I just don't think I could go back and limit myself, Shadow Mains, to being on the other platforms of the other game. Oh, nope, the that's, mechanics and everything that's fair. Is good. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, I definitely know that there are people who are much in the same, much in the same boat and in the you know in the same agreement when it comes to when it comes to that. Um, Scuba, you're you're the last one here. Oh joy! <laughs> I think the word you were looking for was complacency. Uh, with that <laughs> yeah, using that the is the word. See, that's yeah. Um. You know, I'm going to go with what Camo said and uh, give Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate another try. I was, I was just looking at my uh, 3DS on the on the shelf here. Um, but I definitely would think about wanting to give that a try just to kind of work through that mechanic to see what improvements to the mechanics were made when we get into world. But also on the same token, I'd kind of want to see the content of the older stuff with uh, world's mechanics so that um can kind of see how how would that change change things uh context wise recently uh some friends of mine are going through the halo master chief stuff and playing halo 5 in that mechanics and then going back to halo odst some of the mechanics are not there so it's that jarring motion of going back and forth which is something I'm kind of hesitant on getting into it. But also, since I haven't touched Monster Hunter World in a few months, I want to go back. I, I really actually been thinking about going back and playing that and getting Iceborne to see what all the fun is from a hands-on perspective. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And it's interesting you guys bring up 4U because 4U is definitely a game that I go back to from time to time just because it is It's such a fantastic... Uh, well as far as story goes it is a fantastic entry into the series i think it's got like some of the best story content that um monster hunter has had to offer for well since it's been out i guess uh die river you're saying that you well you were you were pinging me saying that you wanted to uh bring up stuff on uh ui improvements and stuff so go right ahead yes there's uh, one point I've, I've completely forgot to mention that's actually incredibly important um so if capcom do listen to this then this is something that is incredibly needed um and i should get in touch with soxy about to tell him um so one of the massive issues we have in monsanto at the moment and i hope it's going to be resolved in the future um one is whenever anybody disconnects from a group um they cannot take their slot back they are locked out of that party then they can't get back in that i think needs to be resolved and that should be an easy 
easy thing to resolve as well in, in terms of that you know, being a developer, I'm a professional programmer as it is for the games industry. Um, I could do it if you want me to do it, get in touch. Um, but indeed, we need to be able to allow people back into the back into the parties. But in terms of the actual lobby itself, um, as a streamer, there's a few of us here are streamers, and we sometimes encounter issues where, unfortunately, there's always a bad apple somewhere, and we don't have enough control over the lobbies as it is. If we are streamers promoting your product and we are you know, doing everything we can, we're loving the game, we're trying to give people an environment to enjoy themselves, we need to be able to control that lobby. So I, we have our squad lobbies. At 50 is too small. We need much more space to actually have people in our squad. I'm always having to remove people and add people in. We need bigger lobbies. Uh, not lobbies, we need bigger uh, squads. Um, but also, when you're, you are the squad leader and you join your squad session, you don't have control of your lobby. You, there needs to be a way that you can control the lobby if you are the one that created that squad lobby. And we need to be able to not just remove people from session, but we should be able to ban people from the session because we will get trolled being streamers. We will have people that jump in and try and ruin the experience for other people. Um, so we need more controls on that point. Um, that's It's incredibly important if you want streamers to keep promoting your product. Um, so that's that's one thing that needed to be mentioned. So there you go. Yep, nope, that's that's fair enough. That is fair enough. All right. Bad so uh but yeah guys nope that is that was the last question um so really quick uh we're gonna go down the same order that we've been doing um tell everybody where they can find you, you know streamer youtube twitter twitch whatever you do whatever you do uh share it with the people who are gracious enough to watch this video where they can where they can find you lovely peeps um so we'll start with camo I stream occasionally on uh, twitch.tv forward slash the camo gaming. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the camo gaming without the G at the end. Um, yeah, that's, that's all my platforms. Okay, I am a streamer. I've been streaming for about a year and a half. No, actually coming up to two years now. So I am streaming three, three nights a week on twitch so you can find me on any platform as diriva so that's twitch twitch.tv slash d-a-i-r-e-a-v-e-r if considering you can't see my logo so indeed catch me on any platform there and yeah i'll be great to see you if you want to pop by and if you do pop by don't forget to ch check the others out as well check shadow mains is amazing check him out too early <laughs> come on gaming scuba cod check us all out because we're good fun you will have a laugh <laughs> go ahead hurley tell the people where they can find you oh yeah uh hmb hurley one uh twitch tv so yeah um very streamer um trying to stream on a daily basis or at least three four times a week check us out and yeah and twitter is again the same hmb underscore hurley one as well so yeah check us out there guys And Scoopy rounding us out. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, uh, check me out on uh, social media, Scoo at ScubaCod, Instagram, Twitter, uh, on Twitch. It's uh, Scuba Studio. And uh, I 
streaming on Twitch more, but I also do a podcast every week with uh, one of my friends, Rai, and we talk movies, games, uh, just general geek culture. So Tuesday nights on uh, Twitch at 8 p.m. Uh, you can also find Scuba Studio on YouTube and on Mixer. So check us out. Have a good time. And guys, all of their links that they've just mentioned, all the different places you can find them will be down in the description below. Um, so yeah, be sure to check all four of these beautiful people you. out because you are 100% going to love them, 100% going to be entertained. And uh, yeah, you, you're, you're going to have a good time. Uh, make, guys, sure you, uh, make sure you follow Shadow Mains on uh, Twitch as well. Oh yes, got to <laughs> shout out to Shadow Mains. Got to follow him if you don't already. Yeah, my links will also be down in the description below. <laughs> uh, hey, wait, we were talking to the legendary Shadow Mains. Holy shit, no way, really? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but guys, thank you so much for doing this. Stuff now. Oh, gosh, oh, gosh. Oh, you're making me blush, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, th guys, thank you so much for uh, coming out and doing this. I hope this has been as much fun for you guys as this has been for me. Um, oh, thank you for having us. Totally. Thank you. Been great thank you very much Mama. hell yeah and remember people whenever you engage and follow any of us whenever you drop into our channels to support us you save a kitten <laughs> a future palico <laughs> you save a future palico oh my gosh all right <laughs>